Life is crazy. The world is chaotic. And when life gives you lemons, Pastors Live helps you learn to juggle. Pray, go. Oh, I'm trying, yeah. Dave. I'm Dave, trying. Uh, yeah, You're interrupting yeah. me, Dave. Lord, go before okay, us in Christ's yeah. name. They're good. They're very funny. They're hilarious. They just be whoever they want to be. It's just really funny. You're listening to the top-rated, number one absolute best podcast. Well, according to Pastor Dave and the other three listeners, this is Pastors Live with Pastor Ty, Pastor Dave, Pastor Shane, and that other guy. Hello, and thank you for tuning into Pastors Live this week. You know, sometimes the pastors need to take a break, which is the case this week. So we have produced a Best of Pastors Live for the first week of 2023. Hey everybody, it's Pastors Live. It's Hello. Wednesday and Lori wants to get her voice in there right away. Uh, we've been talking about voices. <laughs> We're we making voices. We're going to do it. It's going to be we great. We should have had Ben it. here to do <laughs> yeah. Kermit. For oh, we, yes, should we should have. Where is so, Ben? Yeah, well, right. he's working. So, hey, Lori is here in the studio. Hello. Pastor Dave's here in the studio. God bless you guys. Paul's here in the studio Hello. today. Tim's here in the studio. We got Gary. Hi, I'm Ty. I'm here yes. in the studio today. Hi, Gary. It's good to see Oh, your mic on now? Okay. Yeah. And now your mic. You're just on. going around the room so fast. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I well, yeah. it's because I, I didn't want to. We we've been running out of time the last couple yeah. days because we've had yeah. a lot a lot of great stuff going on. And by the way, <laughs> gratitude helps your attitude. I'm just going to say right now, <laughs> if you're having a bad attitude, have some gratitude. Uh, if you're waking up every day and you're just like grumpy, have some gratitude because gratitude changes your attitude. Okay. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, there. That's the Facebook <laughs> post for today. Uh, we've been talking about uh, having uh, the last couple days. We've been talking about um, writing and writing in our own voice and having a voice that connects with people. And we were talking about it yesterday and we ran out of time. And so we really didn't hear about the voices from two of the guys. So we didn't hear from Paul or Tim on this idea of having a voice that when you're sharing, like you don't become this other person when you get behind the pulpit. But I think part of that too, as we get towards that, is to know that we also have to understand that uh, we don't want to have a different voice when we're at home either. Like we want to be the same person, like as, as ministers, we wanted to be the same person in our home, in our marriage, with our kids, with our friends, uh, in the church, in a staff meeting, at work, and then behind the pulpit. We want to be the same person everywhere. Yeah. And, and that's really important. That's part of our voice. Is that's being, right, uh, Pastor Ty. That's, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> Poor Sylvia. She's got to listen to that guy. <laughs> well, but you know what? We, we joke around about that idea of voice, right? So Gary and I know this all too well. There's the radio voice. Oh, yes, there is. There is the radio voice. Yeah. And so, you know, and you know what I'm talking about. It's hard sometimes, like when I'm doing, like if I come in to do promo work to just be Pastor Ty. Say, hey, everybody, it's Pastor Ty. We want to invite you to come out and join us uh, at church uh, tonight at 7 o'clock. It's going to be great for me to not go. And everybody, we want you to come out and join us tonight at 7 o'clock here at Water Springs Church for Bible study. It's going to be a great time in the book of Revelation. Come check it out. I mean, you know, it's like that. But that's that's the radio voice. Gary, you know that voice, right? Yeah. Yeah, you have that voice. You have that voice tucked away somewhere (laughs) because that became the voice that you had to have when you did radio work. 
Um, and that's how you got hired to do voiceover work, you know? And so it's that same. It's like the guy that does the voiceover work for movies, you know? You know, that, it's that it's that same voice. And, and, and so we want to not, we want to know who our voice is. We want to be authentic. And so we were talking about that yesterday. What do you guys, you guys want to add to but that a little bit? I've pastors who do that. You yeah. change the way, as soon as you step behind the pulpit, your voice changes. Yeah. The way you're, you're, you drop an octave. You change the way you draw words out. You use bigger words than you would normally use. It's not you. Right. Yeah. God has called each of us to be who he has created us to be. He didn't create us to be like someone else. I had a guy I used to serve with in ministry, and his whole thing was he had one particular pastor that he kind of idolized. And he he modeled himself after to where you could see his hand motions were exactly like the other pastor. We're going, be yourself. God didn't create you to be him. He made one of him. That's all he needs. He created you to be you. Teach the way God's created. Use your voice. Speak the way you do. Don't. Don't try to be someone else. Well, okay, here's a great example of hand motion. Okay, let's talk about hand motions for a second. So I'm talking with my dad, and my dad and uh, his his wife had started watching the, the program on TV, and one day they they, they muted it because they said, we want to know if the hand motions mean something. Because I, I talk with my hands. It's like if you yeah. tied my hands behind my back, I'd sit, I just sit, I'd stand there and drool. Um, I talk with my hands in the studio. I, 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 my hands are part of my communication process. And so, yeah, so you, you yeah. can pick up hand gestures and body gestures and all those other things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah when, when I, uh, started pre- I, I started preaching later in life, if you will. I didn't become a pastor until <clears throat> 42 years old, I think it was. So w- when I did that, I had a lot of, uh, pastors that I listened to for years, and, and I thought about that when I went to seminary. My the 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 uh, pastor that was teaching homiletics and how to preach, how to present. I mean, <clears throat> it was it was uh, Southern Baptist Seminary in South Texas, and so when we gave our practice sermons, we had to have a suit and tie on, and before we walked up to start preaching, the suit had to be buttoned. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. <clears throat> and the reason why I said that was, he saying he says you are about to preach the word of God, and you need to make sure you do that. <clears throat> and he harped on what we're talking about here: have your own voice. And so I, I went through and I followed as I was supposed to. And uh, <clears throat> at the time, I listened. The good thing is, I listened to several people. I used to listen to Adrian Rogers. I used oh. to listen to Chuck Swindoll. I listened to John MacArthur. I listened to R.C. Sproul. I mean, I listened to a variety of voices from a variety of denominations because I didn't want to get into that where if I just listened to Chuck Swindoll all the time, every that's all I listened to, I would fall like into that Chuck Swindoll sure, type deal. And so <clears throat> I was very in, intentional about not doing that. And uh, it, 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 it's so helpful not to do that. But what I've never forgot of that class is the uh, sanctity of what we're doing in the pulpit. We're just not up there giving information. We're just not up there. We learned something in physics. Now we're going to teach a physics class. We are giving God's word back to God and to his people. And as, as we go up there and realize our audience is God himself. And if I can give God's word back to him, <clears throat> and if I can visualize him smiling with the nod and say, okay, you did good, son. Yeah. Because that's our father. That's our heavenly father. And just like if 
if we have a, a small child, a four or five year old child, and they come up and they're going to quote a verse or they're going to tell us something, we just smile and say, "Good job, you mm-hmm. did a good." And we realize that address well, is wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But, <clears throat> but so the preparation. To speak, a lot of people do not realize that. That for me personally, it's fifteen to twenty hours of preparation for a forty-five minute sermon. Right. And yep, when I when right. I explain that with you, they're like, "You got to be kidding me!" Because I usually ask people, "I said, how you know?" They'll start asking, "How long do you you think it? How long does it take you to prepare for that?" I said, "Well, how long do you think?" They they look and they're like. Oh, Probably a couple hours. <laughs> no, it's half. A, it's half a work. It's yeah, half it, the work it is. Week. It is. It is it, exactly. And and it's so much. And uh, uh, one of the scholars that that I wrote that he said when you're delivering a sermon, and he said he didn't want to be uh, hurtful or he didn't want. He said it's like delivering a baby. He said mm-hmm. now I've never delivered a baby, but right. it's the idea is that you put all this work into it. You go through the labor. But when it's delivered, the joy that follows. And then, of course, then right after that, somebody comes up and says, you know what? I didn't like the worship. Right. Exactly. And so the room was too cold. You mispronounced that name. Or you mispronounced that name. Or you got that that reference wrong. Or... It's you amazing. Said John one six, and you should have said first John one six. six. Yeah. Sorry, pal. Uh, yeah, yeah, we make. You know, just so you know, if we're going to be authentic to our own voice, do you understand that we're going to make mistakes? What? Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, that's just part of it. You know, I just we well, we have to acknowledge that we're not always going to get it right. And I'll be honest, Tim, you're talking about that reverence for that space. Mm-hmm. I think that one of the greatest things is to know when the Holy Spirit, like you sense. Like there's that moment, something comes out and like the Holy Spirit is like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's like your father is looking down upon you and you said something. And at that moment, it's like there's that instant, instant spiritual disapproval. You don't, you don't, maybe not, you may not understand what you just did. You may not understand what you just said, but you're, the Holy Spirit l- touches you in such a way that, you know, you, you, there's, there's a physical manifestation of that in your flesh. Your blood pressure goes up. You you kind of get flushed. In our and you tribe, go, we call it a check. Yeah, it's a check in the spirit, and you're, yeah. you're like, all of a sudden, you rethink what you and you make a quick correction. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that's when that correction comes. But if you cannot own up that you can make a mistake, right. if you don't own up, and that's the reason. By the way, we'll clarify. Tim's talking about how much time we spend in preparation. Let's talk about pre- preparation in an epistle for twenty hours. That's a lot of instruction, but preparation in a technical passage. Like Daniel chapter 11, for example. Oh, oh. Daniel chapter 11 is a technical passage because it it, there is so much fulfilled history. Because remember, we've talked about prophecy, right. and as we've been going through Luke, we've been talking about so much prophecy that has been fulfilled, that's part of the apologetic of the Bible, and then stuff that's yet future to be fulfilled. Correct. And so we're like, that's a technical passage. If you don't spend the time on that, and by the way, it's going to sound like a history professor, no matter what voice it's in, speaking to you about what's going on in Daniel chapter eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, and we, you know, we use the term homiletics a second ago, and then you have homil, you know, the idea of the homily, homily. right, a sermon, a sermon, yeah. and things like that. And then there's hermeneutics. Mm-hmm. These are fancy words, by the way, that you hear. Um, in our circle, right? right. So, and, and they're yeah, and they're, they're important, important words, sure. and we don't want to ignore them. But homiletics is how we go about sharing the word of God, right. 
And hermeneutics is how we go about putting that sermon, right. to get the study it's and putting study, it together yeah, so we don't screw it up, right? <laughs> you know, and of course, around here, one of the basic issues about our, like what we would call our hermeneutics is inductive Bible study, which is observation, interpretation, finding the principle and the application. Um, and so that's, by the way, if you, we just gave you a semester of Bible college. There you the go. Uh, we just did. I mean, that's and that's the thing. And by the way, you can get that class here. We can teach that. But uh, as far as finding your voice, the homiletics is something that Dave and I were talking about the other day. Like, how do we, how do we invest in guys to help yeah. them know how to teach and be themselves? I, I do love the reverence for the word because I think we can be dressed in a casual manner, but we cannot I, I, approach I, it. it. But we cannot approach the word of God. It must be in reverence. That, that's exactly right. right. Yeah. That, that's exactly right. Because, you know, the first time I preached without a tie on, I was like, oh, this was different. You're welcome. And then pretty soon a coat. And then, you know, and then, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yes. But, but, but it's, the, but it's the, the, it's what you say. It's how you approach it, how you come across. Because like I said, you're giving God's word back to his, the people need God's word. They don't need us. Right. No. And, and so as, as in it, to, to help somebody get their own voice, if they're going to be a, a Bible teacher or a preacher, is to listen to a lot of different voices. Yeah. That way you don't get Not into the ones one. in your head. Let me just yeah. clarify. That's <laughs> Sorry. The ones that are on Rev Radio. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So as, as you listen to three or four or five different speakers, preachers, uh, Bible teachers, then you know it'll help you not, not to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and as you prepare things, you just need to one thing. Another thing that helped me is to really to manuscript my sermons, to write them out. And uh, I write out 90 percent of what I say up there. Well, and sure, that, that helps you, me. It keeps you tethered so you don't right. go down every little rabbit hole that you want to go down. Exactly. Because yeah. it's yep. that's easy to do. Yeah. You start drifting. So, but listening to different voices, Warren Wearsby put it this way. He's a Bible commentator, great teacher of the yeah. word. And his, he said. When you're preparing a, a sermon, a message, it's like making cheese. Yeah. You get milk from this cow, that cow, that cow, that cow, that cow, and you blend them together. Mm-hmm. That's how you come with your voice. It's not the stuff that you're coming in with this out of your own mind, your own head, your yeah. thoughts. Right. But you're using the wisdom of other commentators, other pastors, other teachers, and then you come to your, your own decision, your own conclusion, your own way of expressing what they have helped you learn and I like what to, you talk. Yeah. I like to think them. of it as guys that have left handfuls on purpose for me. Right. Yeah. I like you know, that. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that. Out of Ruth. Because yeah, because I'm a gleaner. I I don't read Hebrew. I don't read Greek. I've got great tools that tell me. Right. I've got the lexicons. I've got those things. But I can't just do what Chuck did. I can't just sit down and read the Hebrew and Greek like Chuck could. But. Um, I can listen and I can take in and realize, oh, man, you know, Chuck Smith laid that down. Chuck Swindoll laid that down. uh, MacArthur laid that down. And there's handfuls on purpose for me. Now I can go gather that. But now I have to make my own bread. Or as Warren Wiersbe said, milk many cows, make your own butter. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and I like that. I love what you said, Tim, about, um, you know, if your five-year-old comes in and does, you know, does a little sermon for you, you know, oh man that's great and you don't you know you don't chide them they're a child it's so funny that you gave that example when sylvie and i first came to calvary chapel hosanna and bellflower 
man, I had a buddy of mine who's now a pastor in Bellflower. He was so concerned. He was so concerned. But Dave, those guys believe in tongues. Yeah, Kenny, I know. I, I do too. Dave, Dave, he said, what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong? And they'd come over on a Sunday night and uh, we're having pie and coffee and we're having this conversation and he's really concerned that Sylvia and I are going to become these tongue-speaking, you know, chandelier-swinging, crazy charismaniacs. And while we're talking, my daughter Megan, who was maybe 18 months old at the time, came into the living room where Kenny and I were having a very serious discussion and she starts in with the baby talk, and she's pointing to the kitchen. Obviously, Sylvia and Dawn, Kenny's wife, were in the kitchen, and Megan was tattling or something. But she's, and she's pointing to the kitchen. And Kenny and I just stopped and listened to her do this gibberish for about two minutes. And when she finally took a breath, which is, if you guys know Megan, that was saying something. When she finally took a breath, I said, oh, Megan, that is so good. Go tell mommy. And she toddled off, and Kenny and I looked at each other and laughed, and we started to get back into our conversation. I said, Kenny, wait, stop, stop. What did we just do here? We just stopped an adult conversation and listened to Megan we giggled. It tickled our hearts. I even told her she was a good girl. Now run along. And I said, Kenny, I am an evil, evil man. If I will do that for my daughter, how much more will my heavenly father? I said, I'm just going to give you the point. Let's say I'm wrong. Yeah. Let's say I'm absolutely wrong about tongues, right? When I pray in tongues, at the very least, my heavenly father says to the angels, oh, shh, wait, wait, Coleman's doing that thing again. I don't know what he's saying, but I love this. this. is so cute. Go ahead, Dave. And I pray in tongues, and the father goes, oh, man, I have no idea what that means, but it sure is cute. Okay, angels, go ahead. What was our meeting about? I go, that's if God is at my level, and he is a good father, and I'm an evil father. I, and I, So I love that example because I thought, you know, it's, it's true. I want to do my best. I want to study hard. I want to prepare a message for God's people, offer it back to the Father. And I'm certain that there are times that the Father goes, I have no idea what that knucklehead's trying to do, but I sure like it. Go ahead, Dave. That's cute. You know, you know what I mean? But if I just stick with it, Sylvia always asks me when I'm teaching or preaching, she'll always ask me before, are you ready? And I always give the same answer. If I stick with the word, I'm ready. Yeah, and and you know what? What that reminded me about. We just finished up with Christmas. Think about the little drummer boy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'll play my best for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and so you just present. You're giving back to the Lord what He's given to you. That's right. Yeah, and you do the best for Him. Yeah, and well, then and well, that's part of that's part of being a Mago Day. So that's yeah. part of the design. That's part of our that Genesis theology, right? Mm-hmm. So we're designed as a Mago Day to create and use the elements of this world, the God's good creation, to create communities of love, of joy, of peace, of generosity, um, and that's what we're supposed to do. And mm-hmm. so like when we're, we're, we're talking about writing, you know, you guys have, this is, this is biblical, this is a biblical response to being a Mago Dei, mm-hmm. is to create. You are using your gifts to create something yeah. to better the community of faith and so Paul and Tim, you guys have written, 
um, I, I write music, I write worship, I, I write, and, and I, Dave writes, and Lori creates. And, we're, and so the idea of creating is part of that Imago Dei process. But, but when, we, when we give, it's, it's we're, we were created to be who we are. And so when we share, we want to be who we are. We don't want to be something else. Um, I know for myself, uh, I've had to learn some skills in a big room. So like I teach, and Lori can vouch for this, I teach differently depending on the size of the room. So um, Lori, you said to me one time, she said, you would never teach the way you teach here in Idaho Falls if you were in Salmon. You would have never taught that way. The room was too small. Because in, its, in a way, we're actually trying to fill yeah. the room. I'm still myself. I may use some oration skills. I may know the room, know how the room sounds, things like that. Um, I have to trust Corey with sound reinforcement. I don't want to yell at the people, but I want to fill the room, if that makes sense. But if I'm in a small, like if I'm in Pocatello and there's a, there's a, it's a small room in Pocatello, if I'm there in a small room, oh goodness, it's going to be like this. It's going to be very conversational. It's not, I'm not going to be big, you know, in that space because that can overwhelm people. Uh, because then they feel like the pastor's yelling at them. Uh, years ago, when I was working radio in Pocatello, uh, there, was a, there was a church that was bringing in an evangelist. He was a youth evangelist, and so they were doing this big thing about all the churches need to come together, and all needs to be about unity. Let's get all these kids together. And they sent me the promo of this guy, and to give you an idea how long ago it was, Gary, it was on a reel-to-reel. It was on a four-inch oh, reel. <laughs> yeah, so you yeah, understand. Was a while ago. Yeah, it was on a four-inch reel-to-reel. Um, and I had, and I, had to edit, I had to edit on the tags. So it was a four-inch reel-to-reel, and they hand me this four-inch reel-to-reel, and it's a guy yelling that God loves you in, a, in, a, in an abrasive manner, that God loves you, and he's yelling. And I'm like, if God loves these kids, why are you so mad at them? Right. Thank you. Finding the voice also has to be a voice that is in line with the character and nature of God, which is love. We can't. Fi- we have to find the voice that is the is the voice that represents the Lord in our Imago Day, how we were created to create community, and so we have to be really, really careful with that. That we don't push over the edge and become something we're not. Right. Um, and right. because how we deal with things, you know, one of the things that I really appreciate here at Water Springs is that we have a we have people that wa- that we have ushers that are watching the rooms. I don't have to worry about the room, you know. If something's going on, I know somebody's going to handle that situation. I don't have to become weird in the space. I can just teach the word. And so really thankful for that. And that's why we have radio. We do the same thing yeah. on radio. We've got Gary's got his voice and you know, I've and he, you know, he's got his voice for the radio and you guys have your voice in your writing and in your speaking. But again, it's when do you believe it guys? We actually we're out of oh time. And that's just like that but flew by. We need wow. to talk about some important voices coming up and that's at the men's conference and at the ladies conference because so you go girl you go ladies so, conference bring it so again with the 12 days of christmas theme guys if you you know had a little trouble with christmas um go to the website and register your wife for ladies conference it's in the middle of march and we will be having debbie bryson who is amazing she is amazing talk about a voice she really has a heart for people and for discipleship and she is genuine and when she teaches it's like she's talking just to you mm-hmm. and the Lord really uses her in a beautiful way and very often um, in a way where the Holy Spirit is just speaking through her to people individually in the room and it is 
It is a beautiful thing. So we want to encourage you to come out to that, ladies. And men's conference as well is coming that, up. That's March. The, March 10th through the 12th. So it, or 11th. Yeah. So it's Friday night and Saturday during the day. And then the men's conference will be, what, about a month after that? month and yep. a half? April 29th. April 29th. Yeah. And we'll have Tony Clark here again. And then we'll have Ryan here uh, again. And then uh, Raul Reese is coming. Um, and so you can come and write in the margarine of your Bible. Uh, and so it'll be great. Uh, and then, of course, we have a special guest, uh, Clifton Jansen. He's going to be here for doing here, some yep. music and stuff and sharing his testimony. And so, guys, we want to encourage you guys. You can go to resolvemen.com for the men's conference registration, $49 right now, the early bird. And then the ladies' conference, they can go to watersprings.net, correct? And they can go ahead and register yes. there. Yes. Yeah. All we right. invite you to come. Okay, and there listen, we are out of time. And guys, thanks so much for coming and hanging out. And, and by the way, thanks for the books, man. We're really, we're, yes, we're honored. We're great. Thank you, guys. And so, hey, God bless you guys. You're loved, your family. We're out. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, sisters, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, sisters, let's go down, down in the river to pray. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the robe and crown, good Lord, show me Let's go down, let's go down, come on down, come on brothers, let's go down, down in the river to pray. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown, good Lord, show me the way. Let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, fathers, let's go down, down in the river to pray. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the robe and crown, good Lord, show me. Dave, Pastor Shane, and that other guy.
His music. His word. The Rev.